So today our reading is from John chapter 15, and I'm going to begin at verse 8, and it's to verse 13. Uh, If you would like to follow the reading with us, we do have Bibles at the back. If anybody would like one, just shoot your hand up now and you can follow it. It is a short reading, though, so uh, just pin back your lug holes. Um, It's following the bit where Jesus actually said about being the vine. And he goes on to say this. This is to my Father's glory, that you bear much fruit showing yourselves to be my disciples. As the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. Now remain in my love. If you keep my commands, you will remain in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commands and remain in his love. I have told you this so that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be complete. My command is this, love each other as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this, to lay down one's life for one's friends. This is the word of the Lord. God of love, I pray that um, no matter what words come out of my mouth today, uh, you will speak to our hearts and to our minds, and we will hear what you have to say to us today. In Jesus' name, amen. So last year, we began uh, a season of praying and listening to God to discern the direction for the church, having just come out of that quite long time of vacancy and into a new season. And what we heard from God during that time in those first months of last year was a very clear call to live and work in ways that brought us closer to God, closer to one another, and closer to our community. And it was such a clear call that we even made a banner about it. Um, And we have been gradually, since then, as a church community, begun working on those things in our life together. So um, the, the DCC, the, um, which is the, the church council that kind of is, comprises representatives from the church, we've been working on it there. As a ministry leadership team, the MLT, we've been working on it there as well. And um, when we're off doing whatever we do, when we're not here together on a Sunday, um, in our homes, in our workplaces, our schools, our families, our social spaces and our places of recreation. That is what we're trying to do um, as followers of Jesus. And today we are launching or relaunching really something very important in helping us to do those three things, closer to God, closer to one another, closer to our community. And we are launching, I need a drum roll for this. Thank you very much. We are launching Connect Groups. Yay! I have to say, the drum section over here was stronger. At the 8.45, this side of the room had it, but, you know, that's okay. So the more observant among you will have noticed that um, we've got a revamped notice board in the concourse just out there. 
And uh, grateful thanks to Stan um, for his paper engineering and printing and to Paula um, for her work on the flyers and her vision and helping make that happen. And we've taken the jigsaw piece as a kind of theme for the connect groups. And that's building on the idea of uh, the jigsaw that you'll see that's framed on the wall in the concourse. If you've never read the bit of paper that's under that, can I encourage you to do that? Because that was quite a, a powerful word that we felt God saying to us during that time of listening to him about the kind of community that he was calling us to be. God spoke to us about fitting together, about being incomplete without one another, about making connections with each other and with God. And he was also saying something important to us about our difference and our diversity as well. Do you remember I gave everybody coming in a little jigsaw piece, most of which ended up in that jigsaw on the wall. And you could look at each piece and see some were green, some were pink, some were yellow. Um, distinct colours, we were different. But when you put them together, it's really hard to tell where the boundaries of one colour merge into another. It was a picture of our unity, even in our diversity. So the Bible reading that we've just had, and indeed the additional passage we had at the 8.45, they're like a window into God's priorities for human relationships with one another. And the passage from John 15 that we just had read links the bearing of much fruit to the way in which we love one another. And as Vanessa says, it follows that image that Jesus talks about of him being the vine and us being the branches. So that sense that we're rooted in or grafted into Christ to be united with him and so with one another. And so that we can all draw on the good things that we need from Jesus in order to be able to love each other well. Apart from me, you can do nothing, says Jesus. So out of that vine, we, we're not going to be able to have the wherewithal, the, the, the gumption, whatever it is that it takes to do that task. In the Romans passage, um, and we looked a little bit at, at that idea in Lighthouse, it has the words about building one another up and having the same attitude of mind as Christ Jesus towards one, one another so that we can do that, so that we can accept and love each other. So those two passages are full of activity and attitudes. It says, bear with the failings of the weak. Please our neighbours for their good. Have Christ's attitude of mind towards one another. Be of one mind, of one voice. Accept one another. Be filled with joy and peace and overflow with hope through the Holy Spirit. Trust God. Bear much fruit. Remain in Jesus' love. Keep Jesus' commandments. Love each other as Jesus has loved us. My goodness, that's a lifetime full, isn't it, of activity. And that kind of activity that's transformational to our lives and all that they are about. But the interesting thing is the vast majority of those activities and attitudes, they're communal things. It's abundantly clear we are meant to do this sort of stuff together and not as individuals. Now, we're a fairly big church with four distinct congregations that meet on a Sunday and a large number of people who are kind of on the edge. And you may not see these people in church as part of those congregations, but actually they're quite regularly hanging around this place in the week in one group 
or another. So how do we, a large bunch of people like that, quite dispersed in many ways, how do we go about loving each other well? Well, it takes a lot of time to get to know one another, doesn't it? I've been here just over a year now in this role, and um, to my shame, I don't know everybody by a long way. And there are probably some people I haven't even had a conversation beyond hello, how are you, or welcome, or something like that, which is awful. That feels terrible to me. I should be getting to know people. But it's a slow work to get to know one another, isn't it? And actually, the time we have on a Sunday probably isn't the best place for that because we've all got things to do and places to go on to, and we've come from busy places. So to get to know one another in depth, we need this smaller group approach to do it. Now, many of you will know that cell groups have been running for a number of years now. Um, we began these as a church uh, not long after this Christian centre was opened in the early days. Um, and they ran originally to a very, very particular format. And that was quite intentional because it was designed to keep us all on the same journey together and in the same kind of way. Can you put your hand up if you've been involved in cells for some while? There's still a, quite a few of us that, have, uh, that remember those early days as well. Thank you, hands down. So over the past year, um, those cell group leaders, those small group leaders, in consultation with those who attend their groups, we've been thinking and taking a long, hard look at um, how we do these groups and what lessons we've learned from doing them over this kind of 12-year period. And I think there's some things we can say about the experience. Firstly, that many people find being in a small weekly group a really good thing. And you're going to hear, I hope, from Nikki in a minute um, about that uh, experience from her, from her own perspective. Secondly, we've learned that groups tend to evolve their own kind of identity based on all kinds of factors. And it's actually quite difficult to make each group do the same thing as one another. Um, and I want you to be brave now and lift your hand if you found some of that experience a little bit clunky of kind of having to do things in a particular way. Some hands go, yeah, it's quite hard, isn't it, to stick to a prescribed format, particularly as a group grows and you find your feet. So we've been really thinking and praying about that. And thirdly, I think it's true to say that through small groups, people have got to go know one another on a deeper level in terms of friendship and in terms of journeying together as followers of Jesus. So from now on, we're going to call them all connect groups of one kind or another. And um, I know it's going to be hard to change the terminology because you've been used to some of you calling it a cell group. Um, my grand idea is that we have the equivalent of a swear jar, and I reckon we could raise an awful lot of money for charity. if we. <laughs> I'll let you develop that in your own groups if that's what you want to do. But uh, um, yeah, I would always be, already be liked by several pounds on that one. Um, so the idea is connect groups will meet in the week in the homes, in church buildings, uh, or wherever, actually, um, that works best for everyone. That might be a coffee shop or a pub. Um, they are small groups of around 6 to 12 people. And in them, we grow our friendship, we grow our faith, and we do life together as we connect with God, with each other, and ultimately with our community. And we would love, really love, all church members, or as many as humanly possible, to be part of one, because it's a good, good thing. So I'd like us to get 
even more creative with connect groups. Um, and maybe we could form a connect group around a shared interest or a convenient location or a particular time of day. Um, it could be to do with friendships or it could be to do with a particular stage in life. That's all okay. We actually probably want to just go with the grain of that thing where they develop their own identity. And usually there'll be some time within that in some way to discuss the Bible, to pray, to share food and refreshments maybe, um, and to have some fun together, to have a lot of fun together, I hope. Ideally, each group should have two leaders to share the load, but actually, in practice, everybody in the group makes it happen. It is a shared work. And to be a member, you can be in the very earliest stages of faith. You could be just exploring, just dipping a toe in, or you could be a lifelong committed Christian, or you can be anything in between. It's a way to get to know one another really well over time between the busy Sunday services. Nikki, do you want to just come up and say a little bit about what it's been like to be in that kind of a group from your perspective? Okay. Well, I have to say, when I first um, joined a cell group, is it a pound then? At least, at least. <laughs> it's going to go up by the week, I think. <laughs> I was really nervous because I thought... I'm joining this group of people who all know more about Jesus than I do, and they all look very wise, and I thought I probably wouldn't know enough or say the wrong thing, but that's, for me, I've learned that wasn't what the group was about at all. It was just um, joined together with people and just exploring the scriptures, and um, you could just say what you thought, and sometimes people agreed with you, <laughs> and sometimes people don't, but that's great, because that brings up that great discussion and um, everyone has slightly different views, and it made me, helped me to see things in a slightly different way. I think that's probably what's good about having a small group of people, because you all have slightly different um, viewpoints, and as Paulette says, you all come from slightly different places, and that's the actual enjoyment of it. But another thing I have enjoyed about being in a small group is what Paulette said about getting to know other people and caring a lot for other people as well in the group. Um, finding out about people and sometimes you go through periods in your life when everything's wonderful and you're the sort of support in the group and you're the strong person and then at other times in your life you go through stages where you're the one that needs the support and the help and being in a group um, everyone's quite often in quite different stages so when you're the one that needs support people can help and support you and I think that's what for me has been one of the nice things about being in a small group and also, one of the things I like is about laughter, because we have quite a lot of laughter in our group, and I think that's um, a really nice of sharing, sharing time and sharing with each other. Thank you. That's really helpful. Thank you. So there, you don't, don't just have to take my word for it. <laughs> so you can join a group because somebody invites you along, um, or you could contact our key contact for these groups as we set them up, which is Lise Jennings. Now, her details are on the board. She's out with the Hydrate um, gang at the moment. If you're sitting there thinking, hang on, isn't she our children's minister with Andrew? Yes, she is going to be that. She took this role on just a little bit before that, and she's happy to be part of the setup. But there will be other people helping and supporting her as we work out who goes into which group. So she's not going to be buried um, under the weight of that. Um, the other way to do it is after the service, there'll be some people in the concourse opposite the new Connect Group notice board with some forms that you can fill out, really simple form to collect details. 
And on it, too, you can indicate any major restrictions you've got about groups. So, for example, if you have to be in a particular geographical area or you work during the day, so it would have to be an evening or you can't do evenings, that's the sort of information we can collect on there and it'll help us as we start to look at that. Um, we will publish eventually. Um, we've got some details of existing groups on the board, but as these grow, um, we'll eventually get them on the website and on the Facebook page. So it's a place where you can look and see what's already in existence. You can also decide to set up a connect group from scratch if you'd like to do it. Um, if you want to do that, have a chat to me or again to Lise. Um, now, last year, Margaret Tice Butcher and Pat, didn't you, you set one up just because there was a need and there were a few of you that wanted to meet and that's been thriving, hasn't it? That group. Um, so it's been going well and they just kind of took the initiative and did it. But I'd like us to get really inventive about it as well. So if you love local history or running or going for a walk, and that's how you connect with God in the outside, or you like films, or sport, or real ale, or whatever it is, or meditative prayer, whatever your thing, maybe even social action, why not form a connect group around that? Why not work out a way you can, I don't know, go for a walk, pray on your walk, stop in the pub afterwards for a drink and a chat about scripture, something like that. Can we design these things that are so life-giving and um, that help us to connect with God in all the diverse ways we have. Let's get creative about how we do this. So you can see if we do that, the groups are going to end up looking quite different from one another. But the features that we want all of them to share are these. That they're a source of support for one another. That they are that place of growing deeper in friendship and in fellowship that it is a place where we can learn to read and study the Bible together, that it's a place where we can pray for each other, for our community, for the world, that it is always a welcoming place for those that come and for new members, that it's a place where we can learn to worship creatively together and in different ways, and ultimately, that it will become a group that will look outwards as well. That it will find ways to show that love that we are growing and learning from in the community and the world around. Do those sound like good principles to you? So let's do this. <laughs> let's do this thing. Those are the aims. The how of all that will depend on the group and on you. And they will change and grow as the group does. And because we're human, it'll be a bit glitchy at times and um, we will have to adjust and readjust and work problems through and all of that kind of thing. But I think it could be an adventure. And I think the only limit, actually, is our creativity and the degree to which we allow and we're prepared to listen to the Holy Spirit and take some holy risks together. So can I encourage you after the service to have a conversation with somebody who's wearing one of these badges? If you are a cell group leader, can you pick up one of these badges? And please, they're just on the table outside. Essentially, it makes you into a walking target at coffee time. And um, people can just come and chat with you if they would like to know a little bit more about what it's like being in a group. Um, and the other thing is to, to remember to go and fill out those forms or to take down Lisa's details. So if you want to be in a group, we can make that contact. Obviously... It's going to take us a little bit of time to sort out what I hope will be an initial flurry of people saying, yes, I'd like to be part of something like that. 
So bear with us while we do that and work out the logistics um, and pray, please, all of you for this because this is meant to be a deepening and a growing work. Next week, we'll have people around again to talk to and we'll be particularly focusing on how we can be together and still love each other well and be in these groups in our differences and in our disagreements because I think that's an important conversation to have as well. So any questions after all this, talk to me, someone with a badge, or Lise, or the team out in the concourse. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, you invite us to be in the vine, to abide in you, so that we can produce great fruit. And as somebody said this morning, grapes come in bunches. And we are looking at how we can form into bunches so that we can know one another better. So, Lord, would you lead and guide us as we do that? Would you help us in those groups, the ones that have been long, uh, running a long time, the baby ones, the ones that have yet to be dreamed up? Inspire us. Power us with your Holy Spirit, we pray. And grow your church. In Jesus' name. Amen.